And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Vibrant Health Gurus. This is your host, Gunther Mueller, the Vibrant Health Guru himself. And I am so excited that you found this show. I want you to kick back, relax, and just get into it for the next hour with me. Week in and week out, I bring you the Vibrant Health Gurus from around the country that are radically changing people's lives and changing their health destiny because these practitioners that I interview know what most other practitioners don't know. And folks, if you use the first time you're listening to the show, please go to VibrantHealthGurus.com and check out previous episodes and pay special attention to the advertisers on this show because no matter what city you're listening to this show in, these are the folks in your neck of the woods that can really help you out. So folks, we're living in a culture that Western medicine really has a pill for every symptom. So if you are feeling tired, fatigued, moody, depressed, gaining weight for no reason, can't sleep through the night, uh, low libido, low sex drive, and you're just wondering what is happening to my body as I age, I certainly don't feel like I did when I was 20 years old. Um, I'm telling you, there's there's environmental factors in our world. It's our food supply. It's the environment. There's all kinds of endocrine disruptors in our world. We're eating microwave foods. We're eating everything that's wrapped in plastic. Our food supply has been tainted because there's no more minerals in the ground. Um, packaged, processed, high sugar content foods, inflammation in our bodies. And that is what is affecting the disease process here as we age. I want to ask you a question. Do we age because we lose our hormones or do we lose our hormones because we age? And folks, if you're taking Ambien, you're on Prozac, you're on some other kind of day-to-day drug that you've been on for a long time, you're hopefully aware of the side effects of these drugs. Or if you're watching TV at night and you see those commercials, you see 15 seconds of the benefit and 45 seconds of the potential side effects. I'm here to tell you, listening to Vibrant Health Gurus can potentially change your life and change the direction of not only your health destiny, but that of your friends, family, loved ones. So I am super excited here today. I have a guru coming in on the show. He's calling in. This is Dr. Douglas Rothrock. He is a board-certified cardiologist, Okay, and he special he specializes really in interventional cardiology. And what does that mean, folks? That means that he is the guy that takes care of the acute heart attacks. He's the guy that installs the stents. So he's doing the operations. He's the one that's opening people's chests and seeing what's going on in there. And he's seeing the blockages in the cardiovascular system. And really, this is the guy that's keeping people alive. You want to talk about a stressful job? This is a stressful job, right? And he does it day in, day out, saves people's lives that wind up on his operating room table. He's also certified in bioidentical hormone replacement therapy. He's been practicing for 35 years and he's one of my good friends. I've known him for several years now. I have a high degree of respect for this physician. And again, he comes from the cardiology space, which is not known for being friendly to the hormone space. Okay. So when you've heard about hormones, you read Time Magazine and USA Today and all these places and you see some headline that comes across the, the, the screen or something that says, oh, you know, uh, hormones have been associated with an increase in heart attacks and stroke and Alzheimer's and dementia and prostate cancer and breast, ache, bre- uh, breast cancer and all this stuff, osteopenia, osteoporosis. Folks, it's not true. There's a huge difference between using synthetic compounds or synthetic hormones and using the bioidentical version. What do I mean by bioidentical? I mean human identical hormone. The same substance that your body has been producing all of your life. And when you hear the term hormone replacement therapy, you got to listen to what it says. We're replacing what's missing. And folks, when you give the body the raw materials that it's missing, 
it has its own innate intelligence to heal itself. The body is the most amazing compensatory, compensatory device that we know of. A billion chemical reactions going on every second of the day, a trillion cells. It is an amazing chemical laboratory. And when it's missing the essential ingredients, that's when symptoms start to show up. And so the folks that I'm interviewing on this show are the ones that have gone the extra mile, they've gotten the extra education, they have the, the passion to radically affect their patients' lives. And they want to see them thrive. They want to see them get healthy, age healthier. So without any further ado, I want to introduce Dr. Douglas Rothrock. Thank you so much for coming to the show. And I know you're taking time out of your busy schedule. Thanks for being on the show. Well, thank you very much for inviting me, Gunther. It's uh, it's actually a, a real pleasure to be able to be on the show with you. Cool. So I would like you to explain to the listeners here a little bit how you, as a cardiologist, got into this field of you know having a desire even to learn about hormones and to figure out how hormones can optimize your patient's health. And I want to tell I want to tell them you are the owner of something called the Heart Shop in Prescott, Arizona, and you practice at the what is it Yavapi hospital in Prescott, Arizona. So you're doing this medicine of really operating on people, but then you have another practice where you are trying to really practice advanced preventive cardiology, right? Yeah, exactly right, Gunther. And, you know, and, and for your listeners, I think the, I mean, uh, as you pointed out, uh, I do a lot of work uh, putting stents in people and uh, seeing the effects of hardening of the arteries or atherosclerosis as, as the official term for the blockages that occur in the coronary arteries. And I've been practicing cardiology for 35 years, Gunther, you know, and the interesting part about this is that the death rate from heart disease has not changed in 35 years. So one of the things that got me interested in alternative ways to look at prevention is that look, looking at the last 35 years with all of the use of statins and the use of a low-fat, low-cholesterol diet recommendations within the um, United States, that we really haven't seen any significant reduction in uh, cardiovascular death rates. It's still the number one killer of both men and women. Um, so I actually got interested in the hormone replacement therapy through my interest in weight loss. Mm. Uh, weight loss is a is a key part of prevention, and uh, we have a, a weight loss program in the Heart Shop. And as part of that, we were looking for ways to help people maintain their weight once they've successfully lost it. Mm -hmm. And hormone replacement therapy turned out to be an excellent way to help people maintain their weight once they've lost it. And in in uh, learning how to do that, uh, I uh, became aware of all of the other benefits of testosterone, especially. Um, in, uh, in hormone replacement therapy. Uh, so that's how I got interested and started in it, and it became actually a passion of mine. Um, uh, and because the data is so interesting out there, uh, how hormone replacement therapy can be so helpful to people as I think you were pointing out earlier in uh, your introduction. There. So you say that you say the data is so out there, right? And so how come more physicians don't know about this? Or why do we see headlines sometimes in the newspaper warning us not to dabble in hormones. You shouldn't use hormones to one. You know, Gunther, that's really an interesting and important point. Um, a, lot of, a lot of things that happen in medicine uh, are a result of uh, publicity uh, that occurs uh, out there in the media. Uh, you'd think uh, most of what physicians do is data-driven, but it's also driven by what's in society. Uh, in uh, November of 2013 and January of 2014, a couple studies were published 
uh, that suggested that there was an increased risk of using testosterone in uh, men. Um, the studies uh, were published uh, uh, and then had a lot of media attention at the time. But when you actually review the studies, the studies are extremely poorly done. Uh, one of them was published in the Journal of American Medical Association, and the author was uh, um, uh, criticized by u- u- using a very complex uh, statistical model that showed that um, that there was an increased risk of uh, testosterone therapy in men. But actually, when you look at the data itself, there was a 50 percent reduction in um, in heart attack and stroke. Uh, with uh, the actual uh, observation of the, of the real data. Um, a number of societies around the world uh, asked for a retraction of this article, uh, and actually they did not they have not retracted uh, the article, even though that it's been shown uh, to have a, a lot of flaws uh, in, uh, in it. Um, then there was another uh, study called the PLOS, PLOS, PLOS-1 study, it also showed an increased risk. Now, how these studies were done are very interesting. What they were is they were uh, studies that looked back at prescriptions for testosterone. So they looked back and they, they saw how many people got a prescription for testosterone, and then they called that testosterone therapy. Mm. Well, uh, te- that's not testosterone therapy. Um, so when you, when, for instance, when the way... Uh, the way I think uh, uh, hormone therapy should be accomplished is through uh, uh, look, doing a protocol that allows you to get the testosterone to an upper limits of normal, not levels higher than normal. And in none of these studies were did they even document a testosterone level in the blood, mm. either before they started or after the study was uh, after the supposed study was done. All they did was look at prescriptions. Uh, right. uh, written for testosterone therapy, and my understanding, and so my understanding in that study too was they their measurement was that if they just went and got one prescription, and I think it was shots in the study, right, testosterone shots. Exactly. That's what they deemed to have sufficient achieved sufficient levels of testosterone, and most of these guys were in ill health already. They were veterans, and they right. were suffering from kinds of all kinds of ailments as well. They actually extracted all the healthy people out of the study. Right. So this was a very sick population. So we really got to be careful as to, you know, how we're looking at these studies and not just depending on these headlines that we read in the paper. So, folks, I'm a little bit out of time here in this segment. Um, You can hit us up on VibrantHealthGurus.com to hear previous episodes of the show. So excited to have Dr. Douglas Rothrock in the studio here. Uh, Please pay special attention to the advertisers on the show because these are the folks that can help you, you know, experience that young, healthy, vibrant life again. So pay attention to those folks. Give them a call if you're motivated to do so. And uh, folks, we'll be right back. Don't change that dial. Hey, this is the Coach Rich Gilgallon. Hey, if you're in your 50s, your 60s, your 70s, it's time to ask yourself this very important question. What are the last 20, 25 years of your life going to be like? Are you going to be a burden? Are you going to be in a bed? Listen, it doesn't have to be that way. Get your hormones checked. Testosterone has always been known as the male sex hormone, but it's recently been shown to be linked to longer, healthier lives in both men and women. As testosterone levels decline with age, there are health problems that accompany this loss of hormone. Testosterone replenishment results in increased muscle strength, improved sexual response, reversal of impotence, and improved body composition. Testosterone has been shown to prevent osteoporosis, arthritis, and degenerative joint change. It's not just about testosterone. It's thyroid hormone, progesterone, 
D-H-E-A, melatonin. You need to check out all of these things. Get your blood tested. Call Preventive Medicine Center, 760-501-0069. That's 760-501-0069, and talk to Siska. Believe me, you'll thank me later. Hi, this is Gunther Mueller, and thanks for listening to the podcast. I know you want to continue feeling young, healthy, and vibrant. So I'm offering you my free ebook entitled How to Feel Young, Healthy, and Vibrant. You can download it right now at younghealthyvibrant.com. In this free ebook, you'll learn why thoughts, traumas, and toxins affect your daily health and what you can do to get back to that optimal state of living today. Discovering the essential secrets that are in this book can change your life. So download this free ebook right now at younghealthyvibrant.com. Do you ever find yourself saying, I'm getting too old for that? Or how about, that was easier when I was younger? Why do we just accept aging and all of its potential problems? At Get Well Scottsdale, we believe you don't have to. The doctors at Get Well Scottsdale can help stall, and in certain cases, even reverse physical and mental deterioration through natural, safe, and effective hormone therapy. Restore balance in your life by restoring balance in your body at Get Well Scottsdale. Change your therapy and change your life. Get Well Scottsdale. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Vibrant Health Gurus. This is your host, Gunther Mueller, and hopefully you're paying attention to the advertisers that we have on the show. And if you missed any segment, hit us up at VibrantHealthGurus.com to get previous episodes of the show and potentially join the membership site for Vibrant Health Gurus. My special guest on the line with me today, Dr. Douglas Rothrock. He is a board-certified cardiologist practicing in Prescott, Arizona with his own office as well called the Heart Shop in Prescott, Arizona. So this is this is the guy that is, uh, you know, when necessary, opening your chest and in putting stints in and doing bypasses and basically keeping his patients alive on the table. But he has a passion for hormone optimization as well and, and how that protects cardiovascular issues in his patients long term so he might not have to do those invasive surgeries on you. And I want to correlate this a little bit to the urology space. Um, you know, there's a doctor, his name is Abraham Morgenthaler. He's out of Harvard and uh, he's known for having done a consensus study uh, where nine experts in the world on testosterone and men's health, so he's very focused on men's health, uh, did this consensus meeting and found that all the myths that were associated with testosterone use were just, in fact, false, and there was no data to support them. And so, like in the last segment here, we just covered two, quote-unquote, negative studies, the JAMA study and the PLOS One study, that produced negative headlines in the media. But when you actually dig into the studies and you look at their data specifically, you see that in many cases they misstated their data or they're not accurately communicating that data. So what we found over... Over years and years and years of data, and this is Dr. Rothrock, if you could share with us really some of the positive literature that has shown the you know, positive effect or the improvement of quality of life of patients. That would, that's what Dr. Morgenthaler found is in every single study in which testosterone has been given to both men and women, there's been nothing but benefit and improvement of quality of life. So let's focus in and narrow in now on the heart space since... You know, heart disease is the number one killer of both men and women. We're talking about a very important subject here. So how do hormones really improve our cardiovascular health, according to the evidence in the literature? Yeah, well, hi again, Gunther. Um, you know, I, I, we had just talked about these other studies that really were retrospective studies. Uh, they were not direct studies of testosterone itself, 
uh, and they were looking more back uh, on things. But there are a number of studies. Actually, testosterone, uh, for those of you that aren't aware of this, was synthesized uh, in, the in the early 1940s. Uh, and it's been available for therapy for many, many years. So there's um, uh, a great deal of work that's been done in actually the last uh, 60 years uh, on uh, testosterone. You know, sometimes we think back to studies that were done in the 50s and 60s and think that they uh, maybe aren't so important. But in fact, looking back, there's a number of studies that show uh, improvement in various cardiovascular endpoints, uh, even back in the 50s and 60s. In various summary papers, however, looking uh, ahead and in more recent studies, testosterone has been shown to affect a number of things that, uh, that I, as a cardiologist, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very concerned with. The first is testosterone and all-cause mortality. Uh, all-cause mortality meaning um, uh, is there a relationship between testosterone and people dying? Mm -hmm. Well, there is. Uh, in a very large study that was done um, uh, low testosterone levels were associated with a higher incidence of all-cause mortality. And that the higher levels of testosterone in that study, and this is looking at 16,000 people, uh, had a significantly reduced um, uh, mortality. Now, that doesn't prove that testosterone is associated with, uh, is, is if testo that testosterone treatment of those low individuals would have caused uh, improvement. But in fact, there are studies that show that as well. So not only do we have population studies that associate low testosterone with a poor outcome, we have studies that show that if you improve that low testosterone, that that improves their cardiovascular outcome. Um, and of course, when you think about it, the, the thing that's probably most important in cardiology or in any medicine for that matter, uh, is to reduce all-cause mortality and reduce uh, uh, the, the terrible scourge of uh, death uh, that atherosclerosis, hardening of the arteries, and heart disease, in fact, uh, does. So you can summarize that with saying that the low levels of testosterone and bioavailable testosterone are associated with increased risk of mortality uh, for all causes uh, and cardiovascular disease, uh, which I think is, you know, a, a very, very interesting thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I, and I think a lot of people, uh, I mean, if you think about it, um, you know, 200 years ago, people were very, uh, people were unlikely to live to the middle, their middle 40s. Um, and so a lot of these issues, um, you know, didn't come up. But as we know, we lose about 3% of our testosterone per year after age 35. So as we're living longer, these lower levels of testosterone that uh, continue uh, in males uh, and in females, become more and more important as we live longer. Uh, I think about it a little bit like uh, some people say, well, gee, why, why should we put your hormones back to where they were when you were 35? And uh, I come back to them and say, well, why do you want to fix your cataract? If a cataract hmm. is part of aging, you know, why do you want to fix that and be able to see? Right. Well, I, I, I really put hormone replacement in that same category. And, of course, if you think about it, if testosterone was that big a risk for heart disease and stroke and that sort of thing, you know, why are the highest levels of testosterone in young, healthy people? Right. Uh, you know, what, that would have a pretty negative evolutionary effect if high testosterone, um, which is normal in youthful males and youthful females, uh, is uh, is uh, would be dangerous. That, I mean, you know, it doesn't make any evolutionary sense, if you will. That's a great point. I mean, in women's health, you know, I, I do live 
patient seminars and things like that. And I ask women, when, when was one of the best times you ever felt in your life? And a lot of hands go up saying is when they were pregnant. And when they're pregnant, that's a hormone roller coaster ride, and you're achieving peak levels of hormone, estrogen, progesterone, you name it, right? Testosterone, the glands exactly. are just pushing this stuff out. And like you just mentioned, you know, young, healthy men, when, you know, that's when we feel optimal in our life, and our testosterone levels are the highest that they're ever going to be in our life when we're 18, 19, 20 years old. So exactly, it just makes exactly basic right. common sense to think that if that goes down, and one of my favorite sayings, I come up, I came up with this, is do we age <laughs> because we lose our hormones or do we lose our hormones because we age? It's the chicken, it's the chicken and the egg, right? So exactly. like you just said, people didn't make it past 45 or 50 years old. So exactly. it, didn't, it didn't really matter. But now we're living to 70, 80, 90 years old, and we have knee replacements and hip replacements and all these things, you know, to keep our body functioning. But if our quality of life is in the proverbial toilet, what, what's the <laughs> sense of longevity, right? If we don't feel good and we can't do the things that we want to do, you know, climb tall mountains, ride our mountain bikes, go skiing, go water skiing, or, you know, have sex, what's it all good for? <laughs> Exactly right. Exactly right. So now we can look at, you know, we can look at some other areas like, for instance, the severity of coronary artery disease. Now, that's pretty important to me as a cardiologist. Mm -hmm. And you know, the severity of, of coronary artery disease, which, of course, is hardening of the arteries and atherosclerosis. That's the thing that makes the narrowings in the coronary arteries on the heart that create heart attacks and angina. Uh, that the severity in four four big studies, there was an inverse relationship between serum androgen levels, which is testosterone, and coronary artery severity, mm -hmm. indicating, again, that higher serum androgen concentrations or testosterone uh, concentrations are associated with reduced severity uh, of coronary artery disease. That's pretty amazing. Um, and when you think about things that cause worsening of coronary artery disease, like high blood pressure and diabetes, and things like this, something that improves it, uh, as well as improving all these other symptoms, is really a remarkable thing. So you can sort of summarize that by saying the severity of coronary disease is inversely related to the serum concentrations of testosterone. So the higher your testosterone level is, the, the less severe your coronary artery disease is. And of course, if your coronary artery disease is less severe, the adverse consequences of that disease, of course, is less severe. And so in, uh, in your practice, let me just say, right, so higher levels of testosterone, this is what the evidence is saying, this is what the literature is saying. In your practice with your patients, are you seeing any adverse side effects of hormone replacement therapy? Absolutely not. And in fact, in, you know, it, it's always, it, it's hard to, to state anecdotal data, in other words, my own patients mm -hmm. and that kind of thing, but my own experience goes along with another point, and that is that um, uh, levels of testosterone are associated with improvements in angina. So if you have a patient that actually has angina, which means they have a blockage that is causing them to have a reduced oxygen supply to their heart, uh, if you increase their testosterone level, uh, what happens is they're able to go longer on the exercise stress test. Uh, mm -hmm. the, they're able to walk longer. And this I've seen in my practice anecdotally. Now, it's also in the literature uh, that you can increase the walking distance, we call it, or the six-minute walk uh, test or a stress test uh, to ST-segment depression, which means the heart's not getting enough blood, uh, by giving testosterone. And those are hard endpoints. When you can improve somebody's ability to exercise, 
that's one of the major goals of treatment of coronary artery disease. No matter how you're treating it, with beta blockers or aspirin or all the other tools that we have, if you have a tool that can increase a person's exercise tolerance uh, or, or increase the amount of time before their heart is feeling lack of blood supply, that is a wonderful thing. Yes. And on so. that note, i got to take a quick break here. We'll be right back with my special guest, Dr. Douglas Rothrock. You're listening to Vibrant Health Gurus. And folks, that wraps up another podcast episode. Thank you so much for joining us every week. Be sure to download every episode. I'm bringing you the information that can change the destiny of your health. I'm bringing you the gurus from around the country every week, week in, week out. Be sure to check out our sponsors. These are the folks that have been trained to optimize your hormones, optimize your health, optimize your nutrition. If you need more information, check us out on VibrantHealthGurus.com. Again, that's VibrantHealthGurus.com. Always posting new information out there. And until next time, here's to feeling young, healthy, and vibrant again.